0: Broadcasting live from the lion's den, a series of conversations around a 21st century approach to management and talent. Today's broadcast is made possible by Golden Source Consultants, passionate about changing the way management consulting firms do business for the better. And now, straight from the lion's den, here are today's hosts, Jordan Lofton and Todd Schnick.
1: All right. Good morning and welcome to The Lion's Den. I am your host, Todd Schneck, joined by my friend and colleague, Jordan Lofton. Good morning, my friend. How are you?
0: Excellent, Todd. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. I am very excited about this new conversation that we're going to talk today about millennials. Very, very important conversation. We'll get to that in a minute. But today's episode is brought to us by Golden Source Consultants. A quick shout out to them. Grateful for their support of the show.
0: Thank you. And Golden Source is excited about this opportunity. One of our core values is sharing. And so as part of our core values, we're excited that we're able to bring some very relevant topics to a new audience. And that's what the Lion's Den is all about.
1: Yeah, we're looking forward to our partnership on this. It's going to be a great series of different conversations on many different topics, but we're kicking it off with Millennials. So why are we doing this? What is the value of a lot of business challenges out there, Jordan? Why are we launching this uh, this new show, Talking About Millennials?
0: That's a great question. And one of the things that as the associate program at GSC has launched, we've had a lot of people come to us talking to us about millennials. And one of the things that I've seen as I've talked with different people and obviously done a lot of research on the topic is that there is a confusion about what the real business challenges are. And there's a lot of management challenges and even psychological challenges that we have as we have this new generation entering into the workforce for the first time. But oftentimes that gets confused with business challenges. And so it's very relevant to talk about what the business challenges are first and then look at those management and psychological challenges through a new lens and put them in their proper perspective. And that's what our conversation is really about today.
1: Good. Good stuff. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, very, very important topic. Uh, and once again, grateful to Golden Source Consultants for, for making this uh, series of conversations possible. So let's get to it. So our first conversation today is about this millennial crisis in the workforce. Is there one?
0: Well, I think there is one, but I think we need to put it in its proper perspective. So really what the crisis is, it's really a numbers game. And I'm going to quote a stat here that's actually from the Social Security Administration the boomers are retiring at a rate of 10,000 people per day. And that means that 53.3% of executives will be a part of this group. Now, if we look at that, by the year 2025, it's estimated that 75% of the workforce will be made up of millennials, which means that as the boomers are exiting the workforce, the leaders in that 53.3% of executives, they're also exiting the workforce and retiring. Now, Gen Xers can certainly move in and take many of those positions, but if we just look at the breakdown of the workforce, many leaders... There's not enough of them. There's just not enough of them. And many leaders who are young leaders will be entering into executive roles at a younger age. And so we're looking at the composition of the workforce changing and the number of years of experience available to it and the skill sets that are available to it. And so that's really the business drivers behind the crisis that we see with millennials.
1: Well, 10,000 boomers retiring a day is a number that I don't think most people, myself included, can really get their head around. I mean, that's going to have a severe impact on the workforce. Are businesses even thinking about this? Are they prepared for this?
0: I certainly see a lot of them thinking about it. Um, However, the mistake that I see a lot of them making is that they're focusing on it from how do we manage the new people that are coming in as a boomer or as an Xer. And that's important to talk about. However, we can do a great job of managing that talent and still miss the business challenges and not address the skill sets, not address how we attract the right talent to our organization and prepare for these young leaders to take on bigger challenges as they develop into these executive roles.
1: Important questions all. So let's go deeper on some of those questions that this whole crisis is in fact raising for business.
0: So here's a couple of questions that that I think businesses should really be focusing on as they really look at the environment. So first is when we look around our office today, do we see the young faces we hope to promote up? Not just that we want to have young people in, but do we see them rising within our organization? If we don't, how do we recruit, obtain and retain the best millennial talent? We right now we we haven't really learned how to work with this new generation. So a lot of people are asking the question, how do we integrate them into our existing workplace? And prepare our current leaders to make them successful. So that's a big topic that, that a lot of people are talking about. But also, how will our business change as a result of the millennials coming in? So we have an existing business, but as these young people come in and they take on more leadership roles, our organization in and of itself will change. How will that happen and how will that affect our customers and our long-term viability? Is there a problem
1: with perception of millennials? I mean, I I tell a funny story about me. You know that I record a tech startup show. And uh, we record that out of a, a local office called Atlanta Tech Village. And one morning I was there early and I was in the coffee shop and I was hanging out. And these two young guys came in, very, very, very casually dressed. I don't want to say they were loud and obnoxious, but they were, let's just say they were bold and confident (laughs) and very cocky and very arrogant. And I was looking at them thinking, who are these guys? Who do they think they are? Are they going to be billionaires tomorrow? So they're just acting all excited and all, and they're very arrogant. And and I was just, I was looking at them in in a, probably you could say a negative light. (laughs) Well, you already know where the story's going. So I go upstairs and I'm beginning to record the first show and it's those two same guys. And I was thinking, oh my goodness, this is going to be a very interesting conversation believe it or not, they were very professional, very deferential, extraordinarily articulate and well-spoken. And I was most impressed. And it m- made me realize that, all right, you, I think most people out there, they have that perception that I had earlier in the morning in the coffee shop, and they don't recognize that these are serious professionals. I mean, is, that, is, my, is my, my story, is that a common one?
0: I think so, and I I think one of the things that's happening as these young people are coming in, you have employers that are quite frankly shocked. Oh wow, you know you are the star millennial of our group. Well, really, there's a lot of talent out there like that young star on your team. They were just the first one to come in, and a lot of millennials are hardworking, but they're also young, so they do have that bravado that kind of gets them noticed.
1: Providence is what I was looking for earlier, Mm -hmm. yes.
0: And, you know, that does come with youth and it kind of softens over time as we mature so it stands out. And so we have to kind of attribute some things to youth, not necessarily to a generation, and then attribute some things to the generation, which are some patterns in how we work together.
1: All right. Jordan and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. Golden Source Consultants is a different kind of management consulting firm. Like their logo, the Lion, the firm represents the courage and ability to overcome difficulties. Once and for all, GSC is dedicated to helping clients solve critical challenges, tackling organizational change and business transformation with turnkey solutions and agile project cycles. The lasting value of their work is seen and felt in their clients' ability to sustain improvement and meet business objectives long after the project is complete. Join Golden Source in their fresh approach to problem-solving by contacting them at 404-692-5540 or learn more about them online at goldensourceconsultants.com. All right, Todd Schneck back with Jordan Lofton. Jordan, so before the break, we were talking about uh, my little personal bias and experience with a certain group of millennials uh, but i imagine there's other concerns that employers have about millennials what are some of those
0: so when we have been talking with our clients about millennials there's really two big concerns is one that they're not seeing enough young faces who they think a can get work done And B, can be moved up within their organization as the workforce changes. And so those are the two big things that they are really concerned about with this younger generation. And I'll give you an example. One of our clients currently only has 5% of their workforce as millennials. And 80% of their customer base is millennials. And they know that that's a big mismatch in the talent pool and first from a strategy standpoint, they know they need to address that so that they can stay relevant with their customers. However, they're having a hard time identifying the right way to incorporate this new generation into their workforce. And so it it really boils down to those two concerns.
1: Wow, I can I hear that example of five percent of their workforce is millennial talent, but eighty percent of the customer base is eighty percent millennial Boy, it's it's amazing how if you're not really paying attention, that that problem can exist. Right? I mean, that's a significant problem. I, I mean, that's part of the, the exercise an organization has to do is to understand their customer base, and that's a critical element. And that's obviously, as time passes, going to grow to be in favor of the millennial generation. I mean, the other thing too is when you think about that, all millennials, whether they're your customers or your employees, are very brand aware. That has to have an impact on this too. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So millennials are are very brand aware, as you said. And actually, a study out of Duke, their marketing department, identified that in an average day, we get exposed to somewhere around 20,000 brands. And millennials have been exposed to that their entire life. And so part of what they're looking at is not just the brand that they purchase, they're also looking at the brand of their employer, And they look at that very much as they look at resumes and building their career path. And they want to make sure that they have a brand that tells a story about them and that they identify with the employer's brand. And one of the ways that they're finding out about that is by, you know, the stories that they see online through avenues like Glassdoor. So there are certainly a lot of employers out there who are well-known with their brands. And one of the challenges is for lesser-known brands or smaller companies, that are trying to attract some of the similar talent.
1: Well, part of the struggle that organizations have with promoting their brand, yes, you have to promote your brand to a marketplace of buyers. But what I think I'm hearing you say, and correct me if I'm I'm wrong, but a modern day employer has to recognize that the brand story they're telling is not just for the customer, it's also for their team internally, yeah?
0: Absolutely. And that's
1: really critical when we're talking about millennials.
0: Absolutely. You want them to be able to identify what is it that we do, How can I share this story with my friends and family in such a way that it's not just who I work for, it's a reason why they should want to be a part of it by being a customer of ours and being able to go out there and to evangelize even further by saying, hey, my brother works for fill in the blank.
1: Well, I think part of the reason that millennials are so brand conscious is the fact that they are so much more social. So I'm talking social media here than other generations. What impact does that have on all of this?
0: So I think there's there's kind of two parts of it. So you have you have the the younger people who are out there talking more about the different brands that they're being exposed to, both in the market and in the workplace. So they're sharing their experiences and they're talking about what it's like to work for a particular employer. And so people are more aware, not just of the brand story on the marketplace, they're aware of what it's like to work at Facebook every day. They're aware of the cafeteria at Google. I mean, those are things that we didn't talk about before because it wasn't out there in the public place for us to, to share. We also have places like Classdoor that we can specifically go to to share and millennials are going there and going to other social media places to vet their employers before they even apply. So you have all of this wealth of information out there for millennials or for any job seeker really to get better exposure to the brand that they're about to work for. However, there are less opportunities for smaller known brands, like we said, because you have so much airtime given to the bigger brands. So you have to recruit better and more focused for the same talent if you're a smaller known brand so you're really facing two challenges recruiting them and then also making sure that you have the right compensation package to compete with the bigger brands
1: well and in future episodes of this show we're going to talk about how to train millennials and how to engage millennials and how to keep them challenged and engaged in their in their daily work uh, and that that all feeds back to this idea though that that we have to recognize the modern employer has to recognize That the millennial is going to share that story with the public. And so all these things matter. And and that's why you have to, I mean, millennials don't just care about brands more than other generations. They're going to share that story, good or bad.
0: Well, and if you were to talk to a millennial, they're not going to talk to you about sharing a brand, right? They're they're just sharing their experience with you. And they're very experience-oriented. They want to talk to you about when they went to a store and they purchased something, what the experience was like. And that's why we see this whole new focus in marketing. It's not just on customer marketing and customer story. It's about the customer experience as a whole. So if that's our focus on the marketplace, The employee experience is just as important.
1: We're going to go deeper in in subsequent episodes on many of these topics, but uh, let's touch on a few highlights. I mean, what are some of the initial things that an employer ought to be thinking about with regards to working and retaining great millennial employees?
0: So I think if you really want to do a good job of this, I really suggest you start by sitting down and talking with millennials that you already have in your workplace. They are a great source of information and I would say really Don't do a lot of talking. Do a lot of listening in that conversation. Ask them what they like, what they don't like, what motivates them, what demotivates them. They're really going to be the ones who tell you what attracted them in the first place, what you are at risk of losing them over. And if you want to attract more people, what are they most proud of when they go out there and share your story? What is it that they're excited to tell their peers about? And so that's a great way of doing some revamping of your own recruiting of the millennials. Also, you know your business better than they do. So you need to listen to what they're not saying, where are their disconnects and their story and what your ultimate business goals are. And that's really where you have an opportunity to improve your messaging to them as your employee to help them better understand where they fit in. To your workplace, and also how they assist your customers. And if there's a disconnect in what they're saying, then you know you have some internal things that you need to work on first before you go out and you do more recruiting.
1: Well, this idea of listening, I think, is probably a really, really important piece of advice here because I imagine there's plenty of older generations of employers who maybe don't take the millennials as seriously as they as they should because they think oh, they're young and they are inexperienced and they don't really they haven't really done all this. But listening is really key. And as you said, listening to what they're not saying is is just as important. I imagine there's too many employers that aren't really doing that effective listening.
0: Well, and as a millennial, one of the things that validates them, that gives them some credence is that their employer listens to them. Mm. That's important to them. And it's not so much that every word that comes out of their mouth has to be treated as gold. It's that someone took the time to listen to what was important to them and did their best to try and incorporate that feedback into their day-to-day. And that goes miles for millennials.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Critical point there. I want to hear about your associate program, because I think that's a, a great example of how you're doing
0: this. So that's a great point. One of the things that we did when we established the associate program, it really came out of a conversation very similar to what I just described. And what we did was I had pulled the interns together and just started asking them, those very same questions. What motivates you? What demotivates you? Why would you choose to work in consulting? Why would you choose not to work in consulting? What do you like to do outside of work? What? How should that be incorporated into your work? All types of questions. And I listened for two hours. The only thing I did to talk was to ask them questions or to clarify things. And that was it. And two hours later, I had so much information. It really took me two months to come up with the associate program because they had told me so much. Now, what they didn't say was how all of that information about what they wanted worked for our clients. And so that was the other part of it. That was my job as a business owner to figure out they've given me some really great information about my employees' want and how I can leverage this talent pool. However... That has to be valuable to my client. So I need to find a way to structure this where it solves a client's business need. And that's what the associate program does.
1: Yeah, sounds great. And in fact, uh, in a few episodes, we're going to have a conversation with some of your associates. So looking very much forward to that and hearing some of their insights and experiences from that.
0: And I know they're excited too.
1: All right. Well, much to think about here. Uh, uh, as we're wrapping up this first episode, Jordan, uh, just want to sum up a couple of things based on everything we've talked about so far today Is is how will... Businesses changed? What's the shift that's going to occur as a result of this change in leadership?
0: So, there's really a kind of a twofold focus that we need to look at when we think about how the business will shift. Let's start with the customer focus. Regardless of who's in charge, your customer population is most likely changing. So, if you are seeing that your customer base is shifting to millennials, you need to move at a faster speed than some of the other businesses who maybe have an Xer or a boomer base. Because what you're trying to do is to appeal to those millennials and you need to have a workforce that really understands them. So your efforts to recruit millennials should be moving forward at a faster pace. However, if you have a Gen X or a boomer population that's your base, then you need to be focusing on... Looking at your product or your service and making it relevant for another generation because you really only have about 20 or 30 years left on that brand. And so, your focus first is just extending your brand reach to a millennial base. Now, millennials in your workplace will help with that, but you also have to make sure that millennials you bring in understand the Xers and the boomers who you're currently marketing to because that is your primary base. So, you have almost two challenges recruiting to grow a new brand and also recruiting for your existing brand.
1: Boy, when you say 20 to 30 years of product life left, let me assure you, that's going to happen in lightning fast time. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) That may sound like (laughs) a long ways away, but it's really not. It's changing as we speak, yeah?
0: Absolutely. And I think there was a stat that was put out recently by one of the universities, and they said that of the Fortune 500 list, 20% of them in the next 10 years will be out of business. Hmm. And if you think about that, that really means 40 companies, 40 Fortune 500 companies that we know really well won't even exist. And there will be 40 new companies who we may not even be aware of right now who have taken their place.
1: Well, and if you if you don't believe what Jordan just said, look at the list of the Fortune 500 25 years ago from today. It's dramatically different. So this is yep. real.
0: Yep. And if that happens in 10 years, I mean, think that the speed is only moving quicker and quicker.
1: You know, this just speaks to why engaging your millennials is so critical because they can have a significant role in helping you diversify your customer base to survive in the future. Absolutely. Any other thoughts on how businesses will shift?
0: Well, I would just add one last thing, and this is going to kind of prepare us for some of our future conversations, is really looking at your core capabilities as you're doing succession planning and understanding what are the skill sets that you need? Because if you need more skill sets that the boomers and the Xers currently have, It means you really need to be looking at how you're developing that in younger generations and planning for the younger generations to be successful. And I think that's a great way for us to kind of leave that as a thought for people to consider as they as they're really looking at their workforce and some of the business challenges that they're going to have.
1: All right, Jordan. Out of time for today. Very important conversation. Thank you for being a part of this. Uh, Before I let you go, how can people contact you? Should they have any questions on any of this?
0: You can always go to our website at www goldensourceconsultants.com.
1: All right. That's all the time we have for today. Again, on behalf of my co-host, Jordan Lofton, I am Todd Schnick. We'll see you next time when we're going to talk about how to train millennial employees. Very important conversation. So thanks again for listening. Thanks again for hanging out with us in the lion's den. We'll see you next time.